0: surf shemmy maybe hey. hey hey hang loose brah what's that Toad mcnarnar brah maybe one of these days we should uh take this song and then do some cut-ins and stuff and like make an intro
1: oh with uh
0: like clips from yeah our show do you remember the old that, I did like the old basement boys intro there was a few of them well some of them i think we found out some of them were a little busy yeah but, but i like that aesthetic though
1: yeah i think it was fun um i don't know what we'd have to find or at least remember instances little clips that we'd want to put in it um anyway welcome to uh basement boys 2 thanks for joining us this episode uh this is our 32nd episode since we've come back. Uh, after well, just I guess we'll just do a refresh. We were gone for seven years, almost God. over six years. Yeah, and now we're we're back, baby. We've been back for since uh, October, October of,
0: 2017, of the Lord, 2017. The year of our Lord and Savior, Christ and this is Jesus. Our
1: 32nd, <laughs> 32nd episode. So that's pretty exciting stuff. It is exciting. The whole, the whole
0: network now. If you skip, if you if you don't count the years that the network wasn't a thing, I mean the network, according to my LinkedIn, has been around for about eight years. Well, oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we've been going strong for all eight of them. Right, right.
1: Yeah, we took just a little, just a break. Took a break. Um. So if you want to know all that history, go back and listen to, like, the first ten episodes of sure. the podcast where we, our first seven, eight episodes. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you'll see that Ward has really
0: designed quite a beautiful set. It's, it's, it's all evolved. special effects. It's all special effects. Except for there is a few things. Uh, real quick, uh, this show, if you're listening to this show as a podcast right now, then that means you're hopefully listening to it on Tuesday. And that means tomorrow on Wednesday is the one-year anniversary of Sports Program with Derek and Zach on KLCZ 88.9 if you're, if you're local. Or you can go to the Facebook page and watch it there. Nice. And eventually we'll have all the new episodes up on fun. It'll happen. I'll get there. Yeah, I gotta get better. That's it's my just bad.
1: been busy. It's been a lot of. I mean, I've been want. I've there's about seven blogs that I've wanted to write. The content's that I haven't written, coming
0: out, but so the website's still healthy. All the Basement Boys are going on there. Yeah, you know, it's just we're behind on the sports programs.
1: Well, and like we talked about, I mean, when we first sat and discussed this, we didn't. We were coming back to do Basement Boys, right? And um. And the plan was to take summers and holidays off. Sure. Like a whole summer off was going to be the plan. Right. Then we got to summertime and like neither one of us wanted to stop. Right. That's pretty much it. And so. So now here we are. So here we are. Yeah. Um,
0: did you see, I love, I'm going to ask you this story, but I'm going to ask you this like you have not seen it and we have not talked about it, but for storyline's sake, did you see that they're going to have a roast of our favorite actor Bruce Willis? Our one of four favorite actors Bruce Willis.
1: I did see it. They just did yeah. the taping. Yeah, it was on Saturday, I thought.
0: Yeah, and I watched a, a clip where they unveiled that Demi Moore was there. As oh, really? A secret guest. She really? came out and roasted Bruce.
1: Really? Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. cool.
0: That is, I thought that was really cool.
1: Um, that should be definitely interesting to watch. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, but we both, so full disclosure,
0: we have talked about this. Yes. And we both thought that we should be there to roast him.
1: I'm going to pull up our conversation because okay. we wrote some. We wrote some good ones. We wrote some jokes. Because um, uh, otherwise, I mean, these I thought about tweeting them, but then uh, we just didn't. Well, I couldn't do that to my guy. You know? Yeah, um, his
0: career's kind of roasted itself the last few years. So.
1: Let's see here.
0: That's probably one of the roasts. Uh, but he's still one of my favorite actors. Still, yes.
1: So, I, I do like Bruce Willis. <laughs> I liked him in uh, I liked him in a lot of things. But sure. Here, I'll read the first one the that kid. you did. Uh, Bruce Willis has either sold this, sold the oh. Lionsgate, or decided 200, that 200 bad movies a year was better than going back to music. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, if you know Bruce Willis, he had a little uh, stint in music, a little music career. Yeah, played the harmonica. Uh, then this one's mine. I did. A, I did a few. Um, Bruce Willis lost a bet with Quentin Tarantino and has had to spend the past eight years making 12 shitty non-theatrical movies to every one big budget summer movie Um, Bruce Willis goes to lunch every Tuesday with Nicolas Cage and John Cusack to make fun of John Travolta I like that
0: that's a Rushmore joke
1: yes yes that is a Rushmore
0: joke Uh, we should make we should make a Mount Rushmore t-shirt t-shirt
1: of their uh, faces of their faces yeah that would be a fun one to make. That'd be a good shirt. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get back to it. I got to finish these okay. and then but I we t-shirts. We got to talk about the the old t-shirts we talked about we can, that, yeah. but I want to circle back to it really quick okay. for a short minute. Uh Bruce is so washed up that Disney's The Kid is quickly becoming some of his best work. Um uh-huh. Bruce Willis's film career has morphed into something worse than the gimp scene in Pulp Fiction where he and Bing Rabe sit, their, uh, sit on their knees, bloodied and ball-gagged, about to get raped. His career should be so lucky. <laughs> oh, God. That one's my favorite. That is a good one. Um, brutal. <laughs> brutal, but good. So,
0: Did you notice our screen has like the browser behind the TV?
1: Oh, yeah. i got to shrink that, don't I? Yeah, let's do... We're still working with the TV prop, okay? Yeah, it's a it's a work in progress. We're getting there,
0: but it's going to be beautiful eventually. Um, it's still a great idea.
1: Yeah, but then I think if you, if you go full screen with it, it'll be when we go in to watch. We, yeah, it'll stay in that. It'll be right in that little window because it's that sixteen nine. That's awesome. So, um, yeah. So Smart when we go to watch idea. that trailer i'll full screen that bitch bitch and uh we'll be good to go all right so um the t-shirts t-shirts you had mentioned to me at one point that you had thought or you had run into a guy that was wearing one
0: yeah he wore one and he got it from goodwill
1: yeah and so i was like I the must yellow have, ones? yeah i must have given one to goodwill well i've been looking all over for those things and i can't find them and I think one time when I was going through stuff, I was like, fuck it. I'm giving them all a goodwill. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But Maybe you did. I, but that's very po- – because I do things like that So sometimes. maybe there's more. So yeah. there might be a whole a lot whole of T-shirts out there because I think we, we bought a lot of 50. And I took a few, I, I know I have like four maybe. I, gave I still a, have one. I gave you one nathan has one or two i think
0: nathan still has his i know i still have mine because mine has the sleeves cut off because i wore that sucker to the beach a bunch and i've worn it to the gym and workout yeah. like, and stuff
1: because um, i
0: want to go sleeveless bro yeah that's what well, you do had, with old t-shirts
1: i had an extra large and then i gra- i had graduated down to a large at one point when right. i got thinner before and then moved back up to the extra large and i think so i have <laughs> but i ended up having two extra larges one that's sleeveless one that has sleeves and then uh, then a large, and then I think I gave Nicole one. Okay. But um, what happened to the other 40? And I think we gave some out to, like, I think at Levi, we gave some out at the 100. Sure, yeah. Episode. Not 50 shirts, though. No, no, like five, six, maybe. So a whole box of those went to Goodwill, I'm sure. Yes, probably f- somewhere like 35 shirts went it's gonna to It's going to be a Goodwill. fashion trend. Yeah. <laughs> so or or they're somewhere in here and I can't find them. That's the that's the other possibility. But you can't go to the website that's on there. What's that? You can't go to the website that's No, on there. the website's dead. But I thought because we talked about like doctoring those shirts up, sure, yeah, and reviving them, but yeah. I don't know where they are. Like I cannot find oh, wow. them. Well maybe
0: eventually we'll have but, to make new shirts. But
1: I have a I have a habit of hiding things from myself too. Sure. So there's that.
0: Maybe eventually we'll make some new shirts. Make some new ones. We could. We won't be so hasty this time.
1: Well and the other thing is is we're um we're a little wealthier. That's true. Per like personal income wise this true, time yeah. around yeah, we than can we pitch were in for things and actually get At things. the time that we were doing the show the first time. I do love the first shirts. They're funny shirts. I like so solo- I've always liked Silhouettes, like was, yeah. yeah. So, and it was, um, and the photo shoot we took for that was hilarious that was a anyway. great photo shoot. Yeah, with the
0: monopoly money.
1: Yes, well, we we were
0: emulating something.
1: Yeah, I'd have to go back and listen to whatever episode it, it came was. from. A
0: joke because we did. It came from some joke.
1: Yeah, or yeah. something we found online. Yeah, I'm sure it was maybe a YouTube video or something. Yeah. Um,
0: what was that movie called with Josh Brolin and the hunting thing? I was gonna text you about that the other day, and I was
1: because I was gonna watch it. Uh, I don't know,
0: The you American Deer Hunter,
1: something like that. Okay, just Google his name on Netflix. Oh yeah, that's a good search idea. his name, and then it'll bring up. I love that we that just said,
0: you just said Google his name on Netflix. Like that's the lexicon yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like first search now. Yeah, it
1: is. The the word for search is Google it. It it has become that, yes. Yeah, Unfortunately.
0: It's like when you have off-brand tissues and somebody's like, can I get a Kleenex? Yeah. Or you get maced. It's just pepper spray. The name Mace is a brand.
1: Right. Well, and the people who address Alexa is Siri.
0: <laughs> hey, Siri! It's like, I'm Alexa. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Siri! <laughs> Siri! Siri! Hey I want to watch Golden Girls. I'm scared my phone's going to be like, yeah? <laughs> hey, Siri! He doesn't recognize me. Hey, Siri! It's because he it doesn't know your name. Tell us a joke. Go ahead. Tell me a joke. Why don't koala bears hang around with all the other bears? Because they don't meet the koalifications.
1: Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> We have fun here. Let's see if my Siri will tell me a joke. That's this. this, Maybe it's the same joke. Let's see. see. Siri, I'm listening. Tell me a joke. I bought my friend an elephant for his room. He said thanks. I said, don't mention it.
0: Oh, the elephant elephant in the room. room. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Took me a minute. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We've all sat here with (laughs) confounded looks on our faces.
1: Um, Uh, That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Um, (laughs) So I've been holding on to this little piece of information for a while. I hit a squirrel the other day. I didn't hit it well. Okay. Did you kill it? I've hit a lot of squirrels. Okay. In my time in Lewiston, which is not uncommon for a person living in Lewiston to do, because there's a lot of squirrels. You're hitting them with your car, right? You're just going out and punching squirrels. No, Um, but this one was especially unique. But yeah, when I've hit them and actually run over them, they make a god awful crunch noise. Oh God! Um, But this one hit like the inner wall of my tire. Like it was, it was. I was driving and it ran under my car and like ran into the back inner wall of my rear tire and I look out the rear view mirror and it just looks like this cartoon version of that squirrel doing this weird little flaily dance um. <laughs> sorry that's okay okay sorry so squirrel
0: so um, it made a crunching sound was did it make you does it make you sick to the stomach
1: the crunchy sound no it doesn't bother me. This one didn't. This one danced around like a, like a cartoon.
0: I saw somebody hit a cat and the cat did a pretty horrific dying <laughs> move, move like gyrations and yeah. It was bothersome. It was bothersome.
1: Yeah, I could see that. This the is squirrel a of weeks the ago. squirrel was comical because it looked like it was fully intact, <laughs> but it looked like it ha- it was like a about to grab its suitcase and head to work for the day because it was just kind of (laughs) like this jolly dance (laughs) good god so I don't know so it was just one of those things that kind of stuck out to me but um the text I just received
0: was from my sports program co-host yeah who was telling me that I needed to make sure I plugged our show on this
1: show (laughs) like I did of course, yeah, right. always. Um, it's too bad we can't plug this show on that show. I well, I do, well,
0: I do plug time spent right? Um, and I do say to go to there. I think I can. I can say. It's it's weird. I can say like to go check us out on times and I think I, I think I could pepper in like and plenty of other content like Basement Boys. But I can't do, like, a call to action or anything like that. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... Because it's public... It's public radio. Because uh, it's an FM station, but it's a college station, so you can't, like, advertise things. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I get it. It's a weird thing. Um, the best
0: way to do it would be to do it and then ask for forgiveness rather than permission.
1: Yeah, but don't do it. yeah.
0: I don't don't want to lose this show. All right.
1: right. Um, So. so,
0: Okay. So you had something on our show notes for this week and I wanted to talk about this because I thought it was interesting and fun. Okay. Um, you wanted to talk about middle leadership.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: leadership in general without getting too works specific.
1: I don't want to read the whole thing here. Right. But I liked this. Um. Yeah, there's a there's a thing I think that happens with um, yeah um, with leadership, and it's like there comes a stopping point. Basically, you get to a certain point in your, and that's why like there's a lot of reasons why like I want to do more um, with my career and like work my way up. Sure, but then at the same time, I'm like I'm also very comfortable where I'm at and knowledgeable at what I do. Right. And then I feel like your growth potential becomes stunted a lot of the times when you take on a leadership role because you suddenly are just doing leadership-type things and taking on that piece of it. And so...
0: Don't I know it. Plus, you you run that risk of also the Peter Principle, too, which is basically like, you know, it's like the ladder and then you finally get to a rung of the ladder that is too far for you. Right. That's so, exactly
1: so that, So the show too. The
0: Office is actually kind of based on the Peter Principle, where, where Michael was a fantastic salesman, and we always hear that in the show. But then he gets up to that point of management, and that's too far for him because he's not a leader, and he's not
1: a good boss. Mm-hmm. Right. right. That's a, well, and that's really... Um, really what this kind of amounts to and it'd be because it was like you'd ask you can ask questions and you get these mr miyagi type answers where it's like, and my example was when does the sun set this evening and the answer is it's always dusk before dawn i'm (laughs) like well that doesn't answer my question right i'm looking for the time like i'm looking for right is it gonna set at 720 or 721 and um it's, it's increasingly frustrating when you feel superior to your superior in intellect. And I think you're, um, you nailed it with the office reference, too. Right, where a and lot I, of those people are smarter than Michael.
0: Yeah. But they kind of have to deal with it. Now, I've worked in positions where I've had bosses where I have to really question how they became my boss yeah where how or how they got into that position
1: oh yeah I've, so okay. i've I've worked in situations like i've uh, been a boss where i where I imagine people wonder that about me
0: i've been a boss where i 've imagined that about myself even right where i'm like but you know that sometimes is you question
1: your own skills as a leader
0: that can be a weird thing though because that can also be uh that's that's uh there's a term sometimes for that too and it's called imposter syndrome. Um, so there's actually a, it's actually a phenomenon that's really popularized with, uh, with higher education so a lot of people who go to college who didn't believe they should we, there are a lot of high school teachers that are really quick to tell students that college is not for everybody and that's a big mentality of a lot of high school student, or teachers um, which is probably fair advice sometimes but it's also kind of cruel advice to tell us to tell a sixteen-year-old. Well, you know, college isn't for everybody. You know, idiot. So right, then some right. people, So the, some of those people go to school, and they end up going much later, rather than right after high school. A lot of them will go much later. Like I started school when I was twenty-nine years old, or yeah. no, twenty-four or twenty-four, and uh, and you feel like you don't belong there. And you're like, man, am I even meant to be there? I mean, I'm in a graduate program now, and I'm constantly like, is this what I should be doing? Because I feel like I shouldn't be doing this, you know? Yeah, it's called imposter syndrome. Like maybe somebody will call you out on it eventually. Like I'm not, I'm not supposed to be in here, right? You yeah,
1: know? no, I get that. So totally that too. can
0: happen. So, so sometimes it's hard to know whether or not to doubt yourself or to. Uh, doubt yourself and then keep moving on or then doubt yourself and then realize where you're supposed to be and then go back to that rung. Right. right. But good luck knowing which one is which. Oh yeah. Cause the only way you're ever going to really know is unless you actually fail, I guess. And by then it's a little late. Right. Right. But, um, well, I got really real. Uh, no, I, but that's kind of how it turns out though. Yeah. Um, i I like where i 'm at now, and I sometimes think about if i 'm in the organization I 'm in now, if I were to move up any further um, i I worry sometimes that that would be too much uh, yeah because because i 'm not doing my normal thing of flying under the radar anymore. I already can 't fly under the radar now, right because, because of where i 've gotten right. Um, which is intimidating to me because I've always kind of been a fly-under-the-radar kind of guy.
1: Well, and see, that's kind of where I've positioned myself over time is to fly under the radar because I um, fly under the radar with, you know, performance that uh, meets expectations. But Well, that's
0: what I mean, but meets – But that's the key phrase there is meets expectations – I, I don't know that I would have previously described myself as somebody who exceeds expectations. Right.
1: Except and I for did in that, some parts. I did that thing in my 20s when I was in management. But I also, I also can look back on that too. My roles in all, every role in management that I had and see lots of holes and areas for improvement. And sure. things I could have done differently, sure. things I could have done better. I mean there's things I did that I'm not proud of at all. As a manager, sure. or as a leader, just, uh, and and you know, and it's not that I'm not like, I don't know. It's hard to, when I say not proud of, it means it's more like, I was very young, sure, and immature, sure, still, and so it's a lot to ask someone that's in their tw- early twenties to.
0: I could be a little lead. petty when I've been a leader as a twenty-five-year-old. When I, I was in management at 25, um, at a job. Yeah.
1: I got upset at a, at an employee when I was 21 and I violently like side smacked my head on a cooler because I was going to have to cover a shift that I didn't want to cover. Right. I was, I was 20. So that's my only excuse—is I was twenty. Right. But even when I was twenty, I knew how insanely stupid that was. Because as soon as I did that, I was like, "What am I doing?" Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, at my one of my old jobs, I yelled at one of my bosses. Um. Yelled at him. So on a Friday, this was still this was still kind of a shitty thing that he did but it, but my reaction was an overreaction we'll call that a classic overreaction <laughs> um, <clears throat> still a pretty cowardly thing i'll tell you what he did he had saturday and sunday off i came in that friday acted like everything was good um he goes in the office about 30 minutes before he leaves and then leaves and tells me the stuff you know for the for the weekend. And then he tells me to have a good weekend. He'll text me, you know, whatever. He'll see me Monday or whatever, right? So he leaves. Later on that night, I go check my email at this job. This is a few years ago. So we had intranet email. And uh, he left me this long email about basically how I was not performing right. And it, like basically everything I was doing wrong on like this email. And so, my overreaction was that I called him at home. I finally didn't get the email until about nine o'clock at night. You know, I called him at home, and I was like, I I remember the direct quote. I says, I said, "Dude, you're a fucking coward," to my boss. You know. Yeah. And he's like, "Don't talk to me like that. It's insubordination." I'm like, "I don't care. Come down here and fire me." Like I was, you because know, I was also in that mentality too. I was twenty twenty five you know yeah. and even at twenty five you're still pretty dumb this isn't even i mean this is less than ten years ago, yeah. still pretty long ago i would never i wouldn't tell I wouldn't tell my boss right now to fire me, I need my job
1: right no there's and, yeah exactly and, and,
0: and at twenty five uh don't think I was in a position of money, I needed my job then too,
1: but I think at that age, for a lot of people it, well That's about the same age I was when I, like, got in a yelling match with somebody in a parking lot over – like, he was – he honked his horn at me to move. And I, like, hopped out and I was like, I'm trying to move. And I'm just like, but you keep pulling forward and edging me back and I can't get the fuck for it. And I'm just like, expletive, expletive, and just, like, wearing that, like, almost like a badge of honor. Like, I'm an adult you're going to respect me, too. And that was so, kind of that kind of...
0: So to match, your, to match what you're saying, I, there are things that I am ashamed of, too. I w- I'm ashamed that I called him a coward. I, right. still, I still will stand by the fact that I think that was a pretty cowardly move.
1: Oh, yeah. For but, sure. Especially for a
0: boss. But that, but on my part, definitely an overreaction to, to call him a home and, you know... I right. know myself now... Now, I know myself better now to, for one thing, to let myself cool.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and you could have said, can we you know, can we have a meeting about this yeah. email? Because I disagree with a lot of it. Or right.
0: Um, I have know, some I questions. I just think it was definitely, if he would have tried talking to me about it, I think I would have, um, I would have gotten defensive for sure because that is something that I have been done. So I could say, I know what he was doing because I... I have been known to have gotten defensive about it. Right. Um, now it's funny. Now it's funny now to look back on it because now uh, the boss that I have right now, I've we have clear communication. That's one thing I will say was a strength with my boss I have right now is clear communication, and I have welcomed in any type of constructive criticism because I want to get better at what I'm doing. Right. Um, not to a point of being a boss, but uh, but 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 I mean, I definitely. I want to know what I'm doing wrong and right so I can keep improving. You know, LeBron James, (laughs) LeBron James started the NBA in 2003 as a kid right out of high school. He, uh, at the time, the three point shot was not a main part of NBA. People did it, but it wasn't like a main thing as the league evolved LeBron James realized he was going to have to get better at shooting three-point shots. So over a summer, a few years into his 15-year career, LeBron James work, workshopped his entire three-point shot to get better at shooting threes just to stay with today's game. If, if, it's not too, if, it's, if it's not too good for LeBron James to completely change his game, a lot of people would have considered him flawless even then. Yeah. But if it's not too good for him to say, this is something I need to work on to keep up with, then it definitely shouldn't be too good for somebody who is working in you know, retail to go, yeah, this is something I got to work on. And probably a lot of the points that my boss had in that email, I felt like a lot of them were very nitpicky and a lot of them were very petty. And a lot of them, he was very guilty of himself. Um, there are still things I needed to work on. Right. But, you know, taking constructive criticism at 25 was not something I was well-known for. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, but you, don't, you only get better at taking constructive criticism the more you get it, though.
1: Yeah, I would say that that's true. And I think it really also depends on the environment that the, – the type of environment that you're working in already. Yeah. Um, The one I work in now is very... uh, Okay, so the first... I don't work in customer service anymore, but when I came to the job that I'm at now, I started started. in customer service. And customer service has been a field of work I've done for years and years. Sure. So it wasn't, like, unfamiliar to me, but the, the atmosphere and just the general attitude from that department was very family-oriented, very focused on, like, development and improving yourself. And so it was very uh, supportive. And so it was easy to take constructive criticism. And it was also, you know, I was also coming off of six months of unemployment. Sure. So, and, yeah, I mean, so at that point, it's like, yeah, I'll take, I'll, Tell me what I'm doing wrong because I want to do it right and I want to I keep a job. Do well here. Right. And you know, and th- this is a job where I could potentially or you know, this is a company I could potentially retire with. You and know, so I, <laughs> I always kind of keep that in the back of my mind.
0: Not to put too much value in the education, but I will say that maybe some of the reason why I can take a little better constructive criticism now is because I have gone through the college process though. Yeah, And even with you not graduating, you've still been in classes where you've written papers and have had to take constructive criticism or have done assignments and have had to take constructive criticism. So that might be one way that helps. Um, It's just getting more experience where you take more constructive criticism. You know, where where you've taken creative writing classes, right? Yeah. So you write a paper, you turn it into Claire Davis – and she goes, this is garbage. And then you rework it using some of the changes she's put forth. And then you get to reading it and you go, yeah, you know what? She's right. This was a lot better. This made right. more sense. Well, you, took, well, you took what she said to heart and you go, yeah, okay. And, and, and I, the reason I like using writing as the example, because that is something that we do take personal. Because writing is a very personal thing. So when somebody starts, Claire Davis was the, she wasn't the first creative writing teacher I had. She's the toughest one I ever had, though. And when I first took a Claire class, because I've taken three from her now, that first day, or first time we workshopped a thing and she just lit up my paper, I go, holy crap. And then there's other people in the class who I think write terrible things, and she doesn't really say much, to. And I'm like, oh well what the hell like maybe mine sucks but through time though i found out from other people in the class who have taken her a ton
1: is that the ones that she picks on are the ones that she sees potential in exactly
0: yep and and i didn't know that i, I didn't know that at the time i knew that by the time i took a third class and right. then i was one of the ones telling one of the younger people who was taken it for the first time i'm like hey it just means she sees potential in what you're doing um, the ones that she's just letting fly by are ones that maybe they're taking the class just because they need the credit. They're not really. And she
1: sees that. Yeah. She, right. can, she picks up on that.
0: Uh, and it's generally the ones that she'll tell a bunch of stuff to. And then they turn in the exact same paper. They didn't do any of the changes right. or maybe they went in and fixed the grammatical errors and that's it. But she, but the people who she knew who were going to go home and sit down and actually rework the stuff that she said and, and put more thought in, flesh out some ideas. That's who she took time to give notes to. So it made sense. Oh, yeah. She ended up being one of my favorite. She's still one of my favorite teachers. She's
1: still one of my favorite teachers. Yeah. And,
0: and she was tough. And I always tell people when they go in the class, I'm like, she's tough, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah, It's worth taking.
0: Um, and so maybe that's one of the ways that's helped me now. Because I can, I can objectively look at my own work and go, yeah, I can do better in this. You
1: know, yeah. Um, I have a little side story that's related, okay. Um, so my son Cameron, he's in a kind of advanced soccer league that's been practicing throughout the summer. Okay. Um, they tapped him for his coach, tapped him for that, and so sure. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. Dan Rudolph is coaching, really, yeah, cool. Okay, the junior yeah like the, um, like around my age, um yeah, somewhere in there i think i, I think you, you think you graduated a year after me, oh really, he's not young, yeah, i think so hmm.
0: i i I went to school with a Dan Rudolph,
1: okay, so blonde hair, well, i mean, I wouldn't know now, uh-huh. but that's cool anyway um so nice guy, he's a nice guy anyway, so that's i guess not the point, but um, <laughs> My daughter was with me at practice the other night, and so I took her over to the playground um, up at Camelot because they were practicing across the road. And um, a a person I went to and had classes with when I was a freshman 20 years ago um, happened to be over there. And I've run into this person a few different times throughout the last uh, 20 years. Okay. And... um, we were talking about like just life and stuff and th- what's going on. And, um, and she's actually the, I think she said she's the director of admissions at the college. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. 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 Blonde. No, no. Okay. I'll tell you off, off air.
0: Anyway. Um, well, so I was thinking the assistant director. I know her kids play soccer. That's why I was oh. Thinking. Um, but the, but then I, yes, I do know who you're talking.
1: About. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. So anyway, she was telling, and I it, we got on the subject of like school and she's like, oh, I didn't know you didn't finish school. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I didn't. I, I go, I wish I had. It's what I'm really close. And then she brought up the, and maybe you know about this, but the, like the adult learner program. Uh-huh.
0: Well, yeah. Where they take, they take a lot of what you did in school and then they take a, take a lot of what you have cultivated outside of school. And then they give you basically like college credit for that.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to look into that. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: it's it's actually a really cool thing. They take a lot of what you've done outside, and then they'll see if there's any way to get college credit for what you've done, basically outside of it, and then try to advance you from there.
1: Do you pay for credits for that?
0: I do not know that.
1: I would guess that probably you would probably yeah. Basically, it's because what's the point if they're just like. Well, here, have these college credits. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, I, But I am going to look into it. Sure. And um, I thought it was really just a generous <clears throat> thing for her to like offer up that information. I know sure. it's public knowledge, but it was just kind of like yeah. a, a cool thing. And so. That's cool. I'm going to check into it for Yeah,
0: sure. absolutely. I would. That's a cool deal. Oh, I think It's actually so. something I've been trying to get my mom to look into. Um, she was pretty close to an associate's. And of course, she has a ton of experience. Yeah. But
1: you know, so it's going to mean sitting down with another advisor, which is always always feels like a painful thing for me to do because I feel like every time I go back and I sit down with an advisor, I feel and this is wrong for me to feel this way, but I feel like they're judging me, like or like why should they give me the time of day <laughs> because I've been back and forth, back and forth. You know what I mean? But they but they don't feel that way because they see it all the time.
0: Yeah, but that's something we deal with on the. R- That's something the school deals with on the regular, right? Yeah, but I mean it's, but it is a really common thing. I mean, we see people in and out. I mean, that's a that's a big part of our area. Even that's a that's a that's a major population of of the school in this area in general. Is that non-trad It's people in and out? Yeah, Yeah. non-traditional students who are in and out. Um, I mean, a big one you see is people who go into school and then they have a kid halfway through. Yeah, you know they're. Their husband left them and they need to, their husband left them and, <clears throat> and they were a stay-at-home mom and now they got to support that kid and what do you do? Well, what do you do if you've only worked at, you know, barista jobs or or retail jobs and then all of a sudden you're a single mom? Right.
1: Exactly. <clears throat>
0: Dad leaves you at home, Her husband leaves you at home and then... So they'll come to L.C., uh, they'll, they'll try for a little while, and then, you know, then they got to take a break or, you know, it happens a lot.
1: Life starts catching up again. That's exactly yeah. what happened when I went back to, when I, because yeah. when I went back to school, I had my job at uh, Budweiser. Right. And I went back that same I went back the semester I went back was the same fall that I got laid off. Right. So I finished up my part-time load and then I was still unemployed for the spring, so I had went ahead and took a full-time load. Sure. And I and I did a whole semester with no interruptions other than my Sure. my weekly filling out of applications and Right. filing for unemployment. Unemployment. Right. And uh, but other than that, I was like taking care of the kids and taking classes online, and I had a couple. I think I had a couple on campus still. Sure. And I knocked out some Spanish. Yeah. Which was paramount. <laughs> Who'd you have for Spanish? Uh, Heather Wiseman, I think.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I had her husband. David.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had David, her husband. Um, she actually,
0: so she still teaches Spanish, I think, online at the school. And then he, they I took moved. I
1: took part of mine online. I, I took hers online. Yeah, actually, yeah,
0: she's in, she was an online instructor, and he taught on campus. So when I started school in twenty uh, two thousand nine, that's who I took. And I remember I was so scared because I did not take Spanish in high school, and I was like, "Well, here we go. Like, I have to take it. Like, yeah. it's a required class." And uh, and he was like, and I remember the, he's one of the reasons why. I, That was one of those imposter syndrome things. I'd always been told, you know, school's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, I didn't, full disclosure, I did not do well in high school. I think I graduated with like a 2.3. I barely got through it. I did not apply myself at all. I was not good at math because I didn't think I was good at math. But I was very fortunate for my first year at college because I had, I had to take math 25, which is... Lower than what, you know to take that needed. step
1: math to get
0: into I the did. next math. Yeah, night.
1: I think I have to do that.
0: The teacher <laughs> who taught math though taught that math twenty five. Uh, she actually wrote the textbook for it, and um, part of the stuff that she had you do so far on each test at the end of at the end of the test would be an essay question and a math test, and the essay question would be questions like tell me about a negative experience you had with math. And then you'd write about, you know, so made you think about it. Like, okay. So you think about like a teacher you had in high school and something that happened and then you write it out a little bit and then, and then afterwards she'd go, all right, well let's talk about these. And then she'd be like, does anybody want to talk about what their negative experience with math? And then we'd all start talking about it. And then all soon come to realize that everyone kind of had the same issues with math.
1: Um, well, and I think that's probably, she wrote the textbook, so she's like, and there's a reason you're here taking math 25. Right. Yeah. It's not because you want to be here taking math 25. And
0: it's not necessarily because we're bad at math. Right. I, got, I had a high, high A in that math 25 class, and then I, I was able to go directly to math 123. It's math is a liberal art. It's the only one that was required for me to get my English degree. Yeah, And... I had a high high a in that class. I actually kind of found out that i'm'm I'm actually not half bad at math
1: you know, and that's the thing is I think I could go back now because um, I struggle with math i don 't know what my where my math credits are exactly right, but I think I could probably do better at it now than even um, sure because and i I still think I have some a credit or or a class I have to take for yeah. maths but um, it's getting out of your head about your high school yeah. experience. And that and was the that, big problem. I think, I think For and me, I think that
0: was the point for, for her, her questions like that too, or like, yeah. you know, she'd also tell you, like I'm sitting here at this table right now with my feet tucked underneath my chair, you know, like they're tucked underneath. And she would tell you when you start taking a test, put your feet out in front of you. She's like, it's bad for your circulation. It's not, it's not good for test taking. And that's something I was just like, it's something. That's not something I'd ever thought about. But then every test after that, even for other classes, I started thinking about. I would always think about that. I'm like, oh yeah, put your feet out in front of you. That's better for circulation for whatever fucking reason that is. <laughs> but then I started to, you know, it was just little things like that that I yeah. took with me. And She's still to this day one of my absolute favorite teachers. That was a great experience for me. Um, the guy that taught the class next after that is a good friend of hers. I, I don't know if they're they might even be in some kind of I see them out together all the time so I I don't want to speculate but they could be either just really good friends outside or, or outside or, or yeah or in a partnership or something I right. I don't know but I see them out to dinner all the time and I know they're friends and um and so I was like that makes so much sense because he was a great teacher too um his classes were very um so one of the things was like the classes. Like sometimes you realize, do you remember on the office where um, they're gonna go get the pies in the in the big bus? And Kevin's like, "Wait a minute, you know, like, well, that means we'll only have four minutes to consume six pies, you know, like." And it's like, and they're like, "What? What, Kevin? Like, what?" And then they're like, and then they ask him a real math question. He's like, "It's not a. Th- you can't do it." You know, like, <laughs> but, but when it came to the pies, right? Yeah, so yeah. in his class, um, I, I don't know why I was so dumb and didn't realize it, but we started talking about stats. And I was like, oh, no, statistics. Like, holy shit, this is scary. You know? And we started doing it, and then he starts, he starts doing statistics, but he starts talking baseball. And, it, you know, and then I'm chiming out answers to stuff. And he goes, well, I thought you said you were bad at stats. And I'm like, well, I'm bad at stats. I'm like, but I know baseball. And he goes, that's statistics. That's stats. That's why it's called stats. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like it just clicked. I was like, yeah. oh, I can do this. That's easy, you know. But, but for whatever reason, it just wasn't related to me. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Math. It is. I wish I would have taken more time getting good at math instead of and less time getting good at meth.
1: Yeah, those teeth are <laughs> miserable.
0: <laughs> uh, you have a YouTube clip.
1: Uh, yeah, it's actually a trailer. Okay, good. Um, that I caught the other day. Um, Do you have any water out here? I don't. Okay, we'll have Sorry. to
0: take a water break before the next show.
1: Okay. okay. I can get us a cold bottle. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, so, I uh, being a Amazon Prime member, I run into a lot of trailers for just regular and just tons of shows. Just, do you ever just watch trailers and like oh, like on
0: like, um, so like just watch a
1: million trailers? Sometimes, yeah, we we'll get into like a trailer rabbit hole because there's nothing to watch, or we think there's nothing to watch, or we just don't want to like. Yeah, it's like we we could sit and talk about what to watch, but it's just easier to go ahead and click through these trailers. Yeah,
0: yeah. And or so, there's even like there's compilations on YouTube of like ten trailers, or it's like there's this YouTube channel we follow, and it's they give you like ten trailers at once. It's like a fifteen minute video. They do a new one every week. And it's just like uh, back-to-back trailers. And they're fun. I watch them all the time. Just nice. trailers. For shitty horror movies.
1: for. Yeah. There was a movie that we were watching the other day. Um, I will find the trailer for that, too. Okay. But it's... Um, yeah. I, I, at one point, I turned to Nicole. And I was just like, we're just watching this for the bad acting now, right? There's something that's been lost... With going
0: to the – if you go to a movie at the theater, they show one or two trailers now.
1: Yeah. Cause it's I so swear they used to show five or six trailers. Okay. Now, if you go to the IMAX in Spokane, you still get like a five to seven you trailer okay. load. Because our movie theater here Our shows theater two. here
0: doesn't show hardly any at all. Sometimes you get one. One movie, one trailer. And you know what? I know it's weird, but there's some people who used to go to movies for the trailers. That's oh, yeah. a thing. Oh, yeah. And and do you remember even the – I was one of those people who I'd rent a DVD and I'd put it in there and I'd watch the trailers before the movie started.
1: Oh, yeah. <coughs> but I, I don't would, watch DVDs anymore. Yeah. So something's been lost now. Yeah. Well, I think everything – it's just an evolution with everything. I mean, I'm sure there's p- the people from the VHS era that were like, something's been lost. Um.
0: I think something's just been lost in general for being able to. It's a shame. I love the convenience of being able to stream movies at my house, but there is something that's been lost to going to a movie store and selecting a movie and browsing movies and taking them home and then that's the movie. It was a whole
1: you- it was a whole experience because you're you're taking an hour out of your probably an hour Going, yeah. going to the video store. Go to the video to look, store to look. Visiting with friends, joking about titles and covers, and yeah. oh, I want to see this. Oh, I want to see this. Oh, they don't right. have this. Yeah, I, I mean, that was one of my first, the first kind of job I wanted. I wanted to work at Blockbuster when I moved over here. Yeah. I applied, didn't get hired. Then I wanted I to work at Hollywood Video.
0: I didn't applied at Hastings four different times. I got interviewed once and didn't get a job. I wanted to work at Hastings bad, I could not get a job there. Yeah, I. But then I'd go in there and I'd see some of the people that were in there that were working, and I'm like, "How did you get a job right. here? That's
1: what why. What do you I'm, know?
0: What do you? <laughs> yeah, that's why. I'm overqualified.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, anyway, um, so this trailer. Okay. The trailer is called Jurassic Games. Okay, I'm excited. Make sure you full screen it. Yes.
0: It feels real, doesn't it? The sand on your skin. The taste in your mouth. You are no longer death row inmates. You are
1: contestants on the greatest game show in the world, The Jurassic Games.
0: This is the most controversial cast we've seen on
1: the Jurassic games in years. Isn't this really nothing more than exploitation of these contestants? You are essentially torturing them on live television. Public execution is nothing new. My client maintains his innocence.
0: I'm not here to kill anybody.
1: I'm here to kill everybody.
0: I am not the judge.
1: I quit! We are not the judge. But the game is the execution. Wait
0: wait, wait. Not yet. Not yet.
1: Come on. Three. Two. One. so it's like a mixture of jurassic park and hunger games the
0: hunger games and running man maybe is that a real unbreakable 2 trailer by the way i've been wanting to see a trailer but i don't know if they actually have one
1: that yeah well let's check it out we can we can do some trailers let's do it okay
0: i'm not gonna lie jurassic games i'd watch it i'd watch it would you I mean, I watch bad movies all the time. Do you have many times I've seen... I mean, we've, we've tied this story, but... How many times I've seen that stupid left-behind movie with Nicolas Cage? That's true. I've seen it way too many times. It's one of my favorite bad movies.
1: Why is the search not working?
0: I love how, I love how long it takes them to realize that um, that everybody's been raptured. Oh, yeah in, in that movie That's funny Um, um, I'd watch it, sure Was that on Prime? I don't remember It's gonna be bad You know it's gonna be some asshole It's like, yo, what up, what up, He's what up He's making
1: a... Oh, God I don't think there's a, t- a trailer no. No, not yet. There's not yet. Okay, I'm not going to watch somebody no, do a fan-made do trailer. Don't do it. Um,
0: so, but you know, because usually they're like, yo, what up, what up, what up, this is J2. I'll decide to do his trailer for Unbreakable <laughs> 2. Not, uh, that was I think it looks pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: What was the other thing I was going to... Talk about. There's a team in my playing, Dinkie. We
0: to talk about a movie preview I just saw. I kind of think it's cool that they got a, a strong leading woman.
1: Have you seen the trailer for Eighth Grade yet? No. Do You know who di- who directed it? No. Bo Burnham. Really? Oh, yes, with the little girl. Yes. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah. I thought it was pretty. I'll watch it. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Um I do I I legitimately do want to watch Unbreakable 2, but I need to watch Split still. You haven't watched Split yet? No, but I heard it's actually really good.
1: It wasn't too bad.
0: I got to watch it cuz I cuz uh, I wasn't going to watch Split because it was M Night Shyamalan, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But then when I I had it spoiled for me that that Bruce Willis makes a cameo in it. And it's a and split is one of the I guess villains in the unbreakable universe, yeah yeah that, the, that he that he's making like a universe, kind of,
1: and I forgot that that was what he did,
0: yeah, and that's intriguing to me because I loved unbreakable so much,
1: unbreakable i think was probably even better than Sense? initially given credit for.
0: Oh, I think so, too. Unbreakable, I, I like Unbreakable more than Sixth Sense.
1: Yeah, and if you watch the Sixth Sense... They're two different movies. It's yeah. just
0: it's the same actor and the same director.
1: Right. It's a good movie. It's not a bad, it's a bad movie, but it's hard, to, it's hard to watch knowing everything now. Yeah, sure. Because it's just like, eh. Uh. Yeah. Unbreakable but, uh, or Sixth Sense? Sixth Sense. Yeah. But I watched it with my kid. Unbreakable and is still like. Um, it was a surprise for him.
0: It's still surprising. Um, uh, I I love the ending of Unbreakable because, you know, cause, because it, that's when M. Night Shyamalan was still doing the big uh, reveals. And that was one of those ones. It was like, oh, man, holy shit, that's insane, you know? Right. And, I mean, eventually, I know people think The Village was when they started getting bad. I still liked The Village. I like. That, see. And I still liked Signs. I liked Signs. I think Lady in the Water is where it is. I think Lady in fell. the Water is garbage. It, it's garbage. And that's, and that's the first movie I watched from him where I – people, I know there are people who do not like The Village. I like The Village. I thought the reveal at the end that was like a compound. I was like, oh, wow, okay. It's, a, it's unique. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, signs, it's a little heavy-handed, but I still like it. I still like signs a right. lot. I mean, people were bothered with like the, why would aliens who are susceptible to water come take over a planet? The 75% water, blah, blah, blah. It rains all the time, blah, blah, blah. You know, they were bothered by that. Um, I, I've heard some other things about signs that kind of help put, put that to rest a little bit, but I also don't, I don't know. Um, or care because that's not the point of science. Right. The sign. The point of science was like, is that everything happens for a reason. Like that was like the thing. Like the boy has asthma, so that helped him keep the stuff out of his lungs. And Meryl uh, had that batting average and swing away, you know, and all that thing. And then he ends up, you know, saving the day, basically. Or the little girl. The little girl leaves the water, the leaves the water everywhere that's the point of it is like everything happens for a reason. And then it reinst at the end of the movie. You see, uh, Mel Gibson put his, uh, his collar back on and he's going back to church. Right. And it like reinstills his faith, right? Like that's the point of the movie. So it's a little heavy handed, but I like it. There are some fan theories out there that it's actually not water that gets rid of all the aliens. It's actually because it's his house. Um, the water's blessed
1: holy water yeah and i was like uh yeah but then then why would why would they have that whole scene where he's like i gotta yeah where he's like i'm gonna go get on the water i don't remember what it was but yeah
0: i don't i think that's 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 a way to try to make it seem like it's an okay movie like like well no no I like the movie and this is actually why it's okay because it's holy what. no I don't like that because I don't care about that that's right. not something that bothered me fundamentally because I like the movie it's like people who are bothered by Jurassic Park because the T-Rex is in the paddock and it walks onto the trail and it's like the level ground and then all of a sudden when the car goes over the edge it's a huge cliff like that's weird But when you're watching Jurassic Park, that's not something you think about. Right.
1: I didn't think about that at all.
0: Yeah. So, do you remember that scene, right? Yeah. So, it's ground level. He eats the goat. He walks onto the trail. He attacks the car. And then the car falls off the edge. And all of a sudden, it's a cliff. And they fall a thousand feet. And there's enough for a giant tree to be underneath the side. Was it a
1: different part of the... No,
0: it isn't. I mean, it's right there. I mean, it falls right... Because the car that falls is the one that the kids are in. Right, right. And that, they watch the goat get eaten right in front of them.
1: Right, but didn't they knock the shit out of that car for a while? Like, didn't yeah, you knock they knock it do. all around?
0: I mean, there's ways to explain it. I just... I, I see where you're coming people from. Are, people were bothered by it, yeah. you know. Uh, I don't care. I don't. I don't watch movies to... Pick apart things right. like that.
1: I pick apart plenty of things, I but pick those apart aren't the more things. things. There are th- there are movies I will pick apart a movie that I love. Oh yeah,
0: but there are just things like that I'll overlook. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. Also, spend You have to suspend your disbelief a little bit to watch some movies, right? You know, uh, the people who say uh, Ninja Turtles two. The in the shadows or out of the shadows yeah. or whatever the people who are like Turtles Two is a terrible movie. I'm like, well, you know, it is a a movie about Ninja. turtles who are ninjas and teenagers, turtles. teenagers and ninjas. Like, yes. it's not. I don't know what you want out of that. That's not Shakespeare. Like, it's not. And and the people were so the whole. You know, the turtles, let's talk turtles a little bit. People, that first movie. I will say I liked the movies. I like them too because I will suspend my disbelief enough to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's a stupid idea. Yeah. Like, in general, that's a dumb idea. It's a dumb idea for a comic book. It was a dumb idea for a 90s TV show. It was a dumb idea for 90s movies. And it's a dumb idea for new movies and new cartoons. It's stupid. But it doesn't matter. Because it's cartoon, right? And those movies are made for kids. Even the new ones, they have stuff in there that are not very kid friendly, but they're kids movies still. So the new movies, people were really, really pissed off at Michael Bay because the the first new mid Ninja Turtle movies had like Shredder as a Megatron. Can remember, he's like in the robot suit and he looks like Megatron, right? Right, and then. They didn't like that it was obviously going to be it was obviously gonna be the white guy who was gonna be Shredder, and then they obviously just like shoehorned in the the Japanese guy to play Shredder because fans freaked out that they're like whitewashing the character, right? Um Here's the part that bothered me is that this He He got picked apart because he didn't do any fan service for the first movie, right? Right. The second movie comes out, okay? Michael Bay finally listened to all the fans. They put the Techmodrome in there. They put Crane. They put Crane's suit. They put the, you know, Crane, the ugly brain character. Yeah. Rocksteady and, and Bebop. They put yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady in it. They put the Techmodrome. They put Baxter in it. They put everything in it that the fans wanted. The Turtle from, Machine. From the 1990s yeah. cartoon. They put everything in it. They put the van in it. From the 1990s cartoon. And nobody liked it. They put everything in it, and all the fans still bitched about the movie. Yeah. So at a certain point... Well, and originally he he was going to make them
1: aliens, Yeah, and fans bitched, and so he didn't.
0: Right. So... So the second movie, he does he, Dimension X, all that stuff from the cartoons, the things where people are like, "Needs to be more like the cartoons." The, the cartoons. You, Michael Bay is ruining my childhood. He's ruining my childhood because <laughs> he's not like the cartoons. He's changing everything, and then he did everything like he did everything like the cartoons for the second movie, and people hated it. Do you know why? Because those are stupid ideas. Oh yeah. The movie. The. Why do we have so much nostalgia on something that was from 1990? It's, it doesn't matter. It's just a movie about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Just go watch it and enjoy it. The Transformers movies, I haven't seen the last two movies because, frankly, that's a, they're a little boring to me. The, the, the battle scenes in the second-to-last one, that battle scene is about an hour long, and I finally at a certain point was like, "Is this fucking, is this over yet?
1: yeah, because at a certain point, um, it's just... There's no story anymore. It's it's just
0: just just drones on. But when people went and watched the first movie, I I liked the first two movies. Uh, I mean, the second movie has that huge forest battle scene where Optimus Prime gets killed. That's an awesome fight scene. And people didn't like those first Transformers movies either. And they're like they're they've, they're going away from the the original uh you know the original series that's blah 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 I I went and watched the original 1980s cartoons since the movies have come out that's a bad cartoon you don't want to do everything there are there are scenes where they're on Cybertron and they're drinking and the robots are drinking glasses of water. <laughs> like there's some stupid shit in that original cartoon. Wow. Which was made to sell toys.
1: Right, exactly. So yeah. who
0: cares what the original content was? That's stupid. The
1: toys were the Yeah, the toys were <coughs> came before the cartoon. Yeah.
0: So they're drinking so Optimus Prime is drinking out of glasses of water. They're while they're on Cybertron, they're all like in the, in the 1980s cartoon this is something I didn't even know as a kid because I was born in 84 so I didn't watch Transformers as it was brand new I watched Transformers when I, in probably in about 1990 when I was already when the show had already been cancelled and over you know I just had yeah. it on VHS as an adult I rewatched it and uh, in the first cartoon uh, the first episode they're on Cybertron still right and while they're on Cybertron They're all walking and talking, and they're all cars and trucks still. Okay, well, I I don't mean to pick apart a cartoon show for kids, but why would they be cars and trucks while they're on Cybertron? There are no cars and trucks on Cybertron. What are they in disguise as? Human vehicles from another planet <laughs> Like do you know what I'm saying Right. So what are they going to stick to that original content And show the first movie with them on Cybertron And, and Optimus Prime is already A walking talking semi truck That's dumb Fans need to let go A little bit and just let people Create things If fans had their way Iron Man would be a lame Character still Dude, Do you remember when they announced they were making the first Iron Man With Robert Downey Jr.? My initial reaction was like Iron Man. People people put a lot of stake in how cool Iron Man is now, but Iron Man was a lame character until that movie came out.
1: Yeah, I well, and see, I didn't follow like when they said Iron Man, I was like, I I didn't know Iron Man. Right, that wasn't a comic book character I'd followed. Um, in fact, I got him confused with. Iron Giant, which is a cartoon. Sure, yeah. With the yeah. So
0: when they, when they when they announced they were doing Iron Man, I remember uh, when they were first starting all the Marvel movies. They're like, okay, we're gonna do Iron Man, and I was like, Iron Man. They need to do Captain America, which, by the way, I don't know if you've seen Captain America: The First Avenger, but that's not a very good movie. Uh, Captain America: The First Avenger is not a great movie. It's it's kind of boring. It's fine. Iron Man's the yeah. best one of the movies. I actually just watched Iron Man again uh, for the first time in a long time. I was on TV, it was on FX, and I watched it again. I was like, God, this is a good movie.
1: It's it's well done. I think what, what's good about Iron Man is you can watch it now. Now it's been like 10 years after the fact. Sure. And still fresh. Yeah, it's still it's a, like, a great idea. The special effects are good, the storytelling is awesome. Everything. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a good overall movie.
0: I remember uh, when Iron Man first came out, there were a lot of people who are not uh, comic book fans who went and watched that movie and were like, I really liked Iron Man. That was a good movie. And that's how you know you've transcended is because you can get casual fans in there who are not big comic book nerds and uh, really enjoy a movie.
1: Right. Well, and you had like – I mean – Almost every Marvel movie afterwards has, like, a Tony Stark subplot now. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, all the Avenger titles, like... Yeah. He's in know. them. So. So. Well, that's been this episode, and we're going to do another one. We are. But... We're going to take a break, though. We're going to take a break. i get some water. And we'll be back. But thanks for joining us this show.
0: Time's to probably that fun. Make sure you check out all of our other content on there.
1: All the great content out there. Uh, sports program, blogs, Hanging 10, the Stranger Show podcast. It's coming back this fall. And then, oh, good podcast. Oh, good. That's right. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. The intro music for this episode is Surf Shemmy. And the outro music is Surf Shemmy by Kevin Kevin McLeod of uh, Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0, license, uh, creativecommons.org. All right. Bye. Surf Shemmy.